Want to learn how to be a master of business without going back to school? Listen to the Planet Money MBA. No suits, no PowerPoints, just the secrets of business school delivered straight to your ears. Every Wednesday till Labor Day on Planet Money from NPR. What young voters want from candidates in the fall election. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, the busy life of Wichita State University's first gentleman. Probably at seven or eight events. A lot of those are in the evenings. Our weekends are generally always full. But first, the turnout by young voters for local elections is historically dismal in Sedgwick County. But this election season, lots of young Wichita voters seem to be engaged. Celia Hack spoke with some of them about their top priorities for November City Council and mayoral races. At a Wichita mayoral forum in June, a crowd of young voters crammed into a room in the Evergreen Library to hear from candidates. What is your vision for attracting and retaining young talent in the city of Wichita? We have to highlight and create more opportunities, particularly for young folks. Retaining young talent, I know a little bit about. That's why we have to have job diversity. And I want to bring that energy that excites you to stay right here in our community. In Sedgwick County, only 3% of 18 to 29-year-olds turned out for the general election in 2019. That's exponentially smaller than the double-digit turnout among older voters. But at the forum hosted this year by W, a young professionals group, the room buzzed with interest, and it wasn't just the fluorescent lights. About 120 people showed up, more than double what organizers expected. Neil Allen is a political scientist at Wichita State. He says young people are typically less likely to vote in local elections because they're more transitory. The more you move, the less likely you are to be attached to a place and vote. But he says issue-specific topics like last August's vote on abortion are more likely to draw young voters. Some Wichitans are riding that wave. 20-year-old Juliette Banuelos says she helped friends vote on abortion last year, so she's doing the same thing this year. I have told them that I'll find us ways to like go to the our nearest voting center and go vote. Young voters' priorities for local elections are diverse, but topics that arose repeatedly in interviews with Wichitans under 40 included housing and homelessness, police reform, and economic development. 29-year-old Cat Butler is worried he'll face a rent increase this month. He wonders what mayoral candidates will do about affordable housing. If we look for any alternatives, like my roommate and I, we're looking at minimum two to three hundred dollars more than what we're currently paying. Several young voters say they want changes in the police department, like adding more mental health professionals to respond to crises. National polls show young people have mixed views on whether police officers make them feel more or less safe. That echoes among young Wichitans. 19-year-old Ria Kamat doesn't think the police department should get more funding because of its negative interactions with marginalized communities. But 26-year-old Joseph Schumach says he'd like police to be able to respond more quickly to emergencies. I myself, living downtown, have had to call 911 over the last several months, being told by dispatchers that unless somebody is being physically injured or dying, they can't do anything about the response times right now. That affects me. Young voters also say they're eager for well-paid jobs, entrepreneurial support, and a thriving community with restaurants and things to do. But to make progress on what young people want, Kamat says, they first need recognition and representation in local government. Sometimes it feels like candidates will be willing to, like, take a picture with our group and, like, give us a high five and then they'll just move on. 
I really wish that candidates would give the young people the respect and consideration that they deserve. For The Range, I'm Celia Hack. The first day of classes at Wichita State is approaching, and Rick Case is getting ready. Case is dedicated to the students and to his landscaping, which has transformed the president's residence on campus, where he lives with his spouse, WSU President Rick Muma. For this edition of In the Mix, Carla Eccles talks with Case about his daily schedule as Wichita State's first gentleman. Rick Case says he's generally out the door by 4.30 in the morning. He and President Rick Muma run throughout campus, making a stop or two to pull weeds. And so if we see something that's maybe been overlooked or, or you know, a stray weed here and there, we just stop and we'll pull them ourselves. Oh, my God. I don't know I don't know very many presidents and first gentlemen who do that. <laughs> yeah, we're probably a little unique in that. But, again, it's both our passions. And uh, so then we come back. He gets ready for work. I usually go to the gym. And then I come back and, and start working on landscaping. Or if we have lunches, I host all those and take the kids through the house. And then we have a lot of events. Lots of events during the school year every week. Probably at seven or eight events. A lot of those are in the evenings. Our weekends are generally always full. And then, of course, you know, we prioritize the students. We try to support as many of, of the various colleges and their events that we can get to. What will we be surprised to know about the role of the first gentleman? Um, I think you'd be surprised to know that that role can be as expansive or as narrow as the person wants to make it. Um, My master's is in adult education, so I've kind of come home. I didn't teach during my career, but I've kind of come full circle from when I was in college and doing my student teaching. But uh, you can be as involved as you want to be. And we want to be. And I'm curious as well. Now, you have, you and President Muma have an a equity scholarship. Tell me more about that. Back in, I believe, about 2011 or 12, um, our oldest son came out to us. And um, at the same time, a young man had died by suicide. He felt like he would lose family support if they knew that he was gay. And he, he died by suicide. We wanted to help express support to students in the LGBTQ community. So we set up this scholarship, had lots of contributions, people from our church, various churches, community. So it wasn't just Rick and I funding the scholarship, but it has grown, and this past year we awarded two scholarships. Well, and I know that um, there's so many things that you do, but I also heard about students who needed to change attire. Tell me about that. <laughs> it's kind of funny because we have these really, really smart kids, and um, they just needed a parent there. And several of them had never attempted to change attire, and so it was a teachable moment, and And I always say, we raised two boys of our own, and we have 17,000 more kids. So that's the the message we want to send here at the university. Um, We want parents to feel like when they bring their student here, not only are they getting a great education, but they're well cared for. You can read more of Carla's interview with Rick Case at KMUW.org. And one last thing. KMUW was named 2023 Station of the Year by the Kansas Association of Broadcasters. I mention that not to boast, although, hey, come on, that's 10 in a row. 
but to point out that we take our responsibility seriously to deliver insightful, accurate news. Journalists are a lot like cats when it comes to awards. We often try to act uninterested, but deep inside, we want to win. One other thing worth mentioning is that any awards or accolades we receive would not be possible without the people who support KMUW and public radio. So, thank you for that. We'll continue reporting the news to the best of our ability. And if we happen to win an award or two, well, that's good too. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Beth Goulet and Jonathan Huber. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.